I'm dispensers with pets, gulking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. March 7th, 2007, and this is the Fanboy Planet Podcast. It's the very laid back. That's right. Well, it's, the, it's the quiet storm. It's the... This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Sounds like we're broadcasting from our mom's basement. I don't know why. I think Knott's Landing is on. I just feel bad about having just yelled at, at, at Adam and Tim about being too loud, and now I feel like I need to be soft. I don't know why. No, where's that booming Derek McCaw voice we all know and love? Well, I don't know. Andy Q's, uh, you know, saying it hurts his ears. And he's not even here. Could, That's could, right. It could be the lowrider outside. <laughs> going by. Oh, there it is. I've loaned all my volume. There it is. Welcome. Uh, there I am. It's Derek right. And uh, with me, of course, is... Lon Lopez from moreonlife.com and Fanboy Planet as well. And... Rick Brett Snyder from my mom's basement. No. Well, not for a while. And Lon has gone to check out the lowrider outside to see what this is. That was amazing. That was like a mothership hovering like, above. Oh, I don't know why we're bothering podcasts when the invasion has begun. <laughs> we're not going to have time to get this on the internet. All right. Well, the big event today. You know, we we weren't going to podcast. Uh, one. I don't know about you guys, but in the wake of WonderCon, I am so freaking wiped out. But that's because I got other things going. Right. And you're uh, a multiple man. Uh, of, you're like yeah. a Jamie Madrox of uh, fanboy. I'm, I'm wiped up, but I'm just because I've been listening to all the stuff you're doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's because Jamie. Uh, if only Jamie Madrox can actually split apart. Yeah. I cannot. You're just However, one man. I am just one man, and it's getting so hard. What can one man do? A lot. Mm. Too much. Uh, anyway, the point is why we're here is because today something major happened. That's right. That's Lon's really subtle way of saying a national tragedy has occurred. We've lost one of our own, one of our, one of our greats. One of the oldest, one of the, one of the first, and one of the best. <sighs> and it's the a, last best generation. Mm-hmm. The greatest generation. Captain America bit the dust today. And, uh, Wait a minute, Captain America bit the villain the dust? No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. oh. Captain America shuffled off this mortal coil. When dog bites man. Mm-hmm. And uh, may I just take a, by a round of hands, uh, who here was actually surprised that that happened? Well, since Steve had uh, spoiled it for us uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. uh, I wasn't. I wasn't when when Steve spoiled it, <laughs> did, was that even spoilage? Were you really even surprised then? I, you, nothing could shock me after Civil War. Nothing could <laughs> shock me after the cavalier way they brought Captain Marvel back. Right. <laughs> in like five panels. Yeah, so now, I mean, you can't be sad about Captain America's death when they just have... Captain America brought back, so oh, our Captain yeah. Marvel brought back. But I, which was, I should have been my response when a co-worker actually was surfing the web this morning on our break and said, Derek, did you hear this? Captain America died. And you said, he's imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> I know you all think that I have a tenuous grip on reality, but I do know. 
Did you see the quote from Joe Simon who said, it's really a shame they killed him because we need him most right now. <laughs> no, I didn't get to read that. Oh, and and yes. this is the thing. Okay, so CNN and Yahoo and I guess whoever, the AP, carried the story this morning, spoiled it before most of us, just like when Spider-Man unmasked, before most of us could get to the shop and buy our books. They they blew it for spoiler. us again. I want to see uh, Katie Couric going, spoiler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know what that means. But uh, so not only did that get get blown early in the morning, if you if you checked out, it was a high profile, very big publicity. But the one aspect of it, speaking of Joe Simon, is of course uh, that Captain America, as created Steve Rogers, as created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, is still currently a subject of a lawsuit with Joe Simon, who claims that he created that separately from working for Timely. That Captain America was already uh, was not a work for hire. Therefore, any Captain America product from here on out, they would have had to share, potentially shared uh, the money with Joe so this Simon. Is like a, this is like a bad divorce where one of the two people involved burns the house. Well, there is no question, and to tie in, this no question, this is why Connell, Superboy, was killed in Infinite Crisis because it came about at about the same time that the heirs of Jerry Siegel won the lawsuit saying that Superboy was not included with the sale of Superman mm -hmm. and therefore that they were in, the heirs were entitled Always to a share receipt. of the profits. So you're telling me they killed... Why Legion of Superheroes doesn't have Superboy. It has Superman on the animated series. And why Dan DiDio on Saturday did tell a young boy, or I believe it was Friday at the WonderCon panel, told a young boy who asked if Superboy was ever going to come back, come back in, in a few years and ask me, after the heirs that could profit from Superboy have died... That's not actually he didn't what Dan. Actually say that. That's not what Dan DiDio said, but it was unspoken. <laughs> it was there. You know. So you're telling me they the killed Captain America for le le litigious, 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 what's the word? litigious, litigious reasons? reasons. Greedy. Are you kidding me? That's uh, the reason. Can you think of anything more American? Um, that makes me weep a little on the, the inside. Pie. Oh, and apple pie. Uh, well, if they'd killed apple pie. Well, they actually, brought... the owners of apple pie have uh, brought a lawsuit against McDonald's <laughs> and uh, Steve Simonetti. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yes. so I, there, there we go. So that, that's this is Captain America 25 that came out today. Does yes. it? I haven't read it yet. Does it have implications that it's connected to the Civil War thing? Or I, isn't he killed on the steps out? of the courthouse? Yes. It, it's a repetition. Yeah, it's being led away. So there you go. So it's so another like Lee Harvey Oswald type mm -hmm. shooting. And do we know who killed him? Steve. Steve's lost his attention. Deep throat is. We we don't know who killed him. Uh, a sniper. A random sniper. Was it the they sniper? Okay, news reports are just coming in. There is a suspect, well, we am, but we are not sure oh, on his identity. Somebody oh, has handed me the variant edition. Very Kirby-esque cover. Uh, but not by Kirby. Yeah. This uh, just in. Captain America has been shot. We're not quite sure on his status. I uh, believe he's been confirmed dead. You are on par with Fox muscle? News right <laughs> now. <laughs> right. We're going... We're going oh, there we see a flash. Much There's like Aunt May's alleged death. All okay. we know is there. it was at the courthouse. Tanaka. Yes. No, <laughs> oh, he's spotted. Uh, We're getting reports in now from Derek McCaw. Hey, look, there's somebody watching the Derek news report. reporting live from the courthouse. And here's the, dialogue. here's the dialogue written by Ed Brubaker. Look at him. He spotted the sniper even in his condition. Then call it off, Skull. It's blown. Oh, Dr. Faustus and, uh, Red Skull. and the Red Skull have teamed up. Uh, the Red Skull currently possessing a 
Soviet general. Uh, that's called, called and these are all unconfirmed rumors. Blown. Nonsense, Faustus. This is exactly how we meant for it to play out. We used considerable influence to make sure Rogers was transferred from S.H.I.E.L.D. custody at this location. We're simply impressed by the man's abilities, but they won't save him this time. I love table reads. Mm. And Blam. then a bullet comes out. Blam! Sniper! Ooh, it has a logo. That's a good sniper logo, actually. That's really good. And uh, Sharon calls out Steve. Winter Soldier, is this your plan, Fury? So Fury had something to do with this. And then uh, Steve. Uh, you know, I'd like to read it, actually, uh, uh, if that's okay. There you go. That's um, on the. Instead of. No, I mean, I'll, I'll pick it up later. We're looking just, for the. Uh, we're looking for the choice. Uh, we don't know. Because somebody, not only was there a sniper, that was the Red Skulls, but somebody took a handgun to him. Uh-oh. Up close. So for the second time in six months in the Civil War why events. Do they, why did, if he's a prisoner, why do they keep transferring him in his uniform? That's what I want to know. Uh, because, again, you wouldn't recognize him if, if not. Oh, she did it. What? That, that's Don't the tell everybody. Tune her. in tomorrow for yeah. the next episode. By the time we get this up there. Oh, no. What did I do? What, what did, did I, I do? do? Oh, and the title is called The Death of the Dream. And then I'm kind of distracted by the ad for Old Spice afterwards. And uh, so one page oh, is, oh, a, yeah. is the corpse of... Um, Captain America is dead. Long live live Captain Captain America. America. This This is simply a picture of a woman eating a vanilla ice cream cone. Sure, she's attractive, sultry, but even if she, but even, but she is only eating it because it tastes good, and it is hot where she happens to be. Old Spice, keep it clean. Wait, chicks wear Old Spice? Yum. (laughs) Chicks wear vanilla. Uh, So anyway, there we go. Um, That was. Whew. That was touching. Uh, an unexpectedly Stop titillating read of, of Steve, of Captain Casualties America. Casualties of war, really. I mean, if we come down Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. As a result. This is the fallout. This is what Marvel wrought. As a result, Marvel has released the What's full so title simple? of the Fallen Sun connection, collection of one-shots, which we knew there was going to be in last week. Wait, he's the Fallen Sun? Yes. Oh. It's actually called Fallen Sun, the Death of Captain America. Wolverine! Fallen Son, the death of Captain America. <laughs> Iron Man! Oh, God. Fallen Son, the death of Captain America. Ambush Four Bug. Bushman! Oh, <laughs> can't count Ambush Bug. You can't count Ambush Bug. Ambush Bug could show up anywhere. Oh, he could. If only. If only. Uh, Crossover. World's how do we feel about this? Really, honestly, how do we feel about Captain this? Captain America? Well, like I said, uh, Ed Brubaker. Do you think Brubaker's pissed because he was just no Brubaker? Brubaker claimed that this was a choice he had to make; that it was not an editorial mandate. But you know, the thing is, if I can pull back the curtain on the hype a little bit, I get so I'm at a point really where I can't believe on the record any creator about anything they say when it's a controversial decision that it was theirs to make. Because, as I said, I've, I've uh, picked up an up anecdotal evidence that there have been things that J. Michael Straczynski has written where he's been really angry about people being upset about it, and then months later when it's, you know, already to say that uh, that wasn't our choice, you know, I mean, he'll say it's not our choice. It's like the thing with Infinite Crisis, rewriting dialogue. And it was just to clarify. No, it was very clear that they're rewriting dialogue there in order to uh, enable something that the fans wanted to have happen. As someone pointed out, I, I think it was on Newsarama today, that uh, it's like, you know, what, 10, 15 years ago when they killed Aunt May, 
the the first time. Right. And that was a there was a gravestone cover, and you were you know you were thinking this was going to be this great well not great but you know uh, that it was going to be this collectible issue, and that it was going to stay. And then of course they realized that was part of the clone saga, and everybody hated it. So they found a way out. Like a few months later, I mean, if Aunt May could come back from the dead, and if ever there was a character in the Marvel universe, and I love the old bat, but still she's an old bat. And it would be reasonable for her just to die. For her just to die. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that, you know, and, and that, yeah, if she, she came back. Why can't she just die back, of old age? And if she comes back from the dead, has come back from the dead before, and maybe she'll come back from the dead again, who knows what happened to that amazing Spider-Man. Well, I heard that she's going to be meditating in the negative zone, and uh, they're going to pull her out yeah. of a time rift. Actually, oh. I think that the fact that there's been enough clues that this really wasn't Captain America. Cap would not cry and apologize to Iron Man that way in the third person. That's uh, what you'd Cap. like to... He it's said. not Cap. <laughs> is that what, that's what you'd like Cap. to believe? I don't think it's Cap. That's what you'd like to believe. Yep. Okay. That's my story. No, I'm actually uh, quite... You know, first of all, I'm a Cap guy. I love Cap. Really? love Cap since I was a kid. He's dead! But uh, I will say this much. I'm actually... <laughs> you are a bitter man! I'm actually... I've, I've come to terms with my hatred of Civil War, and I've realized what Marvel's doing, and I know that this is all just a setup for Hulk to come back and clean house and I'm basically what I'm hoping this is how I predict Hulk's going to fire Joe Quesada no Hulk is going <laughs> to completely destroy the Marvel Universe and then we're going to we're going to start fresh I think it's laying the groundwork is that what for you think? Okay. oblivion I get Cap comes in at the last minute no I'm hoping that they spared Cap the Hulk destruction well that'd be nice well and there's one other thing of course still is that we don't end the Marvel Universe it's over we don't know what Thor is going to uh, do you know to still talk about that uh, That uh, can I ask you a serious question sure do, do we care anymore that's where I'm at at this point do we care anymore we cared enough to all gather here to talk about how we don't care, so <laughs> clearly we must care. See, I'm, lo- I'm like, I had a conversation with a friend of mine. I care. Oh, well, Rick, Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars Episode Four. Thanks, Luke. I had a conversation with another comic <laughs> reading Five, friend sorry. of mine, and we came to the conclusion where it's like, it's really, we're losing it for comics. I mean, we want to stay in, we want to keep reading, but they keep ruining our favorite characters, they keep putting them in these just absolutely inane storylines, why... Give me a reason to keep reading Marvel. Well, this is interesting because I, I had a little, uh, I won't say a debate, a, a, a short email exchange with Mike Antonucci who writes about the comics. Uh, the Nooch? For the Mercury. For the Mercury because I blogged. What's I, up, Nooch? I responded to his blog uh, uh, over the weekend about WonderCon, how he just felt that it was inappropriate for kids. Here we go, transition to WonderCon. You know, yeah. that he would pro- that was inappropriate. And how I was it inappropriate? It was a big theme. I mean, that, was, that came up in the DC uh, panels. Right. And this is what times. I said. That I wrote to him and I said, "Well, I had talked with Jan Jones, who uh, DC editor, D- a DC editor. I can't remember what exactly the t- I should remember this. The exact title she has, but she uh, she and Dan Dio danced around quite a bit about they were doing going to do a lot more all ages, kid friendly books. However, and and I went up to her and I said, "Well, what I'd really like to see." Is a, a, an all ages Supergirl book. So my daughter, who will be eight in three weeks, is uh, a big Supergirl fan. Loves the concept of the character, and there's no way that I would show her a copy of the Supergirl book that's on the stands. Anything they've done with that character in the last four or five years, or maybe even the last fifteen, I can't show my kid. And she loves the character. And so she said, "Well, don't worry, you'll be you'll be happy. I can't confirm anything." 
for you know maybe not I'm going to get my well, supergirl they book. want to deal with the all ages but they they do they do want to get something my wife's response when I was telling her about this is like well kids don't read comics well maybe that's my wife's projection but that's the problem and but I think that may be also true you know I am you know I, of course the people are saying I don't want our kids to read comics that's a different issue uh honey you're listening i, know I don't you want are. your kids to read comics I, I, you know, okay. it's okay i know you i know you don't really care one way or the other but uh there it is that but when i, I wrote that to mike antonucci and he wrote back and said look the fact that there's a supergirl book out there already that isn't appropriate for children is the problem right that you have to subdivide your characters in, like that in a way that we didn't have to do 30, 40 years ago, and it's going to be this recurring theme in this podcast because we're all concerned about it. Uh, but Marvel has driven, has almost driven you away. I'm this close. Can I just say, I was at Target the other day, and they had a T-shirt from the old, I think it was early 80s, Captain America for President. And it was like, uh, I don't know if you remember that storyline. And they just like found this t-shirt? And no, 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 no. They were yeah, they do was, a lot of retro t-shirts. Yeah, it was like there were retro target. shirts and it had a big circle on it. And, yeah. And, it had, and I was They're like sitting weather. there going, and I was sitting there going, you know, that was when I loved comics, when that whole story, like Captain America for President. And is there was, an irony to do that retro t-shirt like right, two or three weeks before they, just, before they actually released the death of Captain America? So what are they trying to say? Kill the... I won't no, say it. they don't. But anyway, I don't think they said that. Um... But I'm just saying, though. It's Edit like, that out in post-production. I'm just no, saying, okay. though, what... I mean, remember when... That was when, Juan Lopez who said it, not me. Remember yeah. when comics were fun? I mean, we're reading... I mean, the, the, the Captain America book we just looked at now is... I think we all have to recognize the fact that Andy is not here. If he were, we'd have a 15-minute Andy rant on how he can't sell comics to kids. Da, 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 right, right. And Andy rant. But even even so, what about... And, not just, and let's not just pick up uh, pick on Marvel. What about last week's DC, uh, 52? DC's 52. Oh yeah, no kid could be reading that book Not the either. Last four pages, even well, though it was a fantastic story. And and this again goes back to that idea. And I'm sorry, I got to lay it. And a lot of people have lay it down, baby. Come on, I'm laying it on Jeff Johns' feet. Jeff Johns is, I think, a poster child for. Uh, I like him personally. I think he is a good writer. But he, and to some extent, J. Michael Straczynski, you know, he's not the only one. They're writing books that they want to read. And that, that they are projecting themselves into the audience, except that the thing is, again, we're buying them, and yeah. nobody else is, so they must be right, except there's nothing that happened with that kind of violence that couldn't have been implied offstage. Well, they, they have existing properties that are moving along these lines, and mm -hmm. they're moving along with the fans who are getting older and wanting more mature stories. They could create a new line of properties. So they wouldn't have the confusion between the two. Could clearly brand it and label these things for younger audiences, but they'd have to take a risk. They'd have to have a slow startup while people got used to the idea that there are new stories out there. Mm -hmm. Specifically for, I mean, you can look at like Bone or you know any of the, any or of the have the Hulk come and destroy it all, so they can just start fresh. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with it, but speak, you know, starting fresh. Let's let's talk further about WonderCon. We did all three yes. go. Yes, we did, and boy, were we underwhelmed. Oh, wait, can I say that? I had a good time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had a good time, but it, it does feel... I had a good time because I was with you guys. I know. Oh. That was... <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, Michelle really misses us now. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> we complete me. Oh. <laughs> did you say we complete me? Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Woo, the three plummeteers. 
One for all and all for comics. Uh, hip, oh, hip, oh, I've got a new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy's not here. Uh, you know, I don't know that I'm underwhelmed. I, I think part of the problem is you start, well, I, I, I felt like from a professional standpoint, not myself as a professional, but from a professional standpoint, a lot of the people that were there were so underwhelmed themselves because they'd just been at New York Comic Con, which is vying to be the biggest convention in the United States. It's trying to compete here with San Diego. You did get an off the record comment. I, that well, yeah, but sure, but I you know it was off the record, so yeah. you know. No uh, talking. No talking. Right? But it's you know that that uh, yeah somebody did mention that they felt really exhausted. It followed too closely. They were just a week apart, and I felt as an attendee sitting on panels, especially in D.C., as much as I enjoy, I do list, like listening to Dan DiDio. I, I do like you know sometimes it's annoying, but sometimes funny. Shud Winnick. I've never make, really listened to Dan DiDio before in any form, and he rocks. He's he was awesome. You know what? I mean, here's the thing. Dan DiDio, i got to say, no matter what else, whatever other criticism, and I'll say the same thing about Joe Quesada, these guys do love comics. It's so obvious. Dan DiDio does have certain properties. He knew what he was talking You know, I mean, like Metal Men, finally getting Metal Men off the, off the ground. That's something he wanted to relaunch for years. There are things that he has loved. And it's great to see that enthusiasm. And I think he is very enthusiastic about his job. God love him. And I will say, and the one thing, I, I was trying to nail him down for an interview, but I couldn't find him, but... The fact that he comes to the West Coast and he, so you know, believes so much in his books and his properties that, and the fans and touching, you know, getting you know in touch with the fans, he'll come to the West Coast for a smaller con like a Wonder Con. You know what I mean? And and that I has can to be exhausting. That, that has yeah. to be exhausting. Absolutely. Should but you want out. that from a from an owner or a friend editor, I guess. An editor, is a creative editor, vice president of publishing. Uh, yeah, and an all-around swell guy. He was, but I thought that you know, so that was fine. It's just that there was a lot they couldn't say, and there was a lot that wasn't uh, a surprise because everything had been revealed in New York. So he was just kind of, and he admitted this. He was repeating a lot. I mean, opening things up to a Q and A and doing his quid pro quo. It was an interesting dialogue. But and you I, assume that everybody's in tight, as tight into what went on in New York as you are. And I, I have oh, followed the New York news. Well, a lot of his news. Touche, touche. You know, that's true. So for the casual person, yeah. right. But also the part of the fun of WonderCon is being part of that small group that actually got a scoop or got you know first news. I mean. Yeah. So when you're getting it second hat, it doesn't feel wonderful. You know what I'm saying? So, and what about that Spider-Man uh, panel or uh, the intense bait and the, switch? Didn't yeah. you love the Avi Arad lead-in to the? Uh, oh, I love the bad uh, costume jewelry. He was wearing this Punisher ring he had on his finger. Yeah. Um, that was the biggest, uh, not we letdown, should, but... We should, uh, we should explain the setup to this, because it yes. was... Okay, in the, in the panel book, uh, in, in the book, the catalog of what we get of the program, it that's the word I'm searching for, in the program, it said at, at 4.30, uh, or 5 o'clock, 4.45 was going to be Spider-Man 3, a presentation from Sunday about Spider-Man 3. Big hall. And more, and I'm thinking little in italics in the normal print, it said, uh, also surfs up. See that be the first among the first to see about this new animation, new animated film. But in the actual calendar part of the schedule, it uh, just it says Spider Man. Okay. So, yeah. so what did we get? We got 25 minutes of, and let me preface this by saying, I'm a huge animation fan. Maybe more so than the other guys sitting at this table or, the, or this cardboard piece of. 
cardboard. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, Don't give the secrets away. Okay. That I, I'm a huge animation fan. I love the process. I love knowing all these things. And I had seen Pixar's presentation on Ratatouille, in which Brad Bird and uh, Patton Oswalt, great guy, uh, came out and talked about Ratatouille. I was jazzed by that presentation. Surf's Up, a film I knew nothing about. Quite honestly, never even heard the title before. Surfing Penguins, done as a mockumentary. Interesting idea. And I'm sorry, very talented guy presenting, I'm sure. The most boring presentation I could ever have seen about animation. Oh, it wasn't PowerPoint. What was it, It was Keynote. Okay. So it was a Macintosh thing. Hmm, Not so young and hip now, are they? (laughs) (laughs) But, But yeah, remember we were sitting next to each other going, I feel like we're at work. And and we looked around in a, what do you think that hall sat? Uh, 2000? There were... I I would say I it wasn't full. So let's say about fifteen hundred people striving to look like they weren't striving to look like they were interested. Mm. Nobody looked interested. There were audible yawns. Yeah, and it got there it, were a couple like show it got the awful. Movie. So then they show that yeah, and then what they show for Spider Man is a little intro from Avi Rod saying we're showing you this very exclusive thing because we uh, love Sam the fans off doing another movie and doesn't <laughs> want to. Yeah. Well, Sam Raimi was finishing up post production on Spider Man Three. I, so I like to wear my button up shirts with no undershirt so you can see my chest. Uh, oh Lord, uh, you know, and, and, and my and, costume Punisher ring. And there's an assumption on Avi's part, you know, I mean, he's said it, I've said this before, he thinks he's the new Walt Disney, and so he's going to be the spokesperson. Okay. But they show this this clip, they say they put together exclusively for WonderCon, which I believe almost every piece of footage was then revealed on Heroes Monday night. Well, actually, the funny thing is, is that footage that we saw at WonderCon was pretty much, they showed the exact same footage at Comic-Con without all the effects done. So uh-huh. what I think they did was they finally put all the effects okay. on this exact well, same trailer. So, I mean, you know, it was still good to see it all done, but when you originally saw it at Comic-Con, you saw kind of the animatics and some oh, okay. scenes and everything but they did, else. They did the uh, follow-up on Heroes. They did the commercial that they had been pumping all night. And then if you went to NBC.com, there was a 250-megabyte download of a... Which actually kind of spoils the film Seven minutes of, uh, of various scenes, not just a, not a commercial, but oh, full yeah. scenes. I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't download scene. it. I have uh, it. You can get it. All right. Well, my computer's when back up. computer's not blue screen anymore. <laughs> So, anyway. So, I, we felt gypped. That, so, Sony, bad. Bad felt, Sony. Felt very gypped by that. Um, you know, so... Uh, that's, uh, Last I, year, we got, like, a Superman Returns with Brian Singer and Brandon Routh presentation. That's it was right. exciting and everything else. This year, it was like, here's uh, here's a tape of Avi, and uh, here, watch a little Spider-Man trailer. Well, you know, 300 was there. That was their big their big thing, 300. And then, and then uh, R- Resident Evil Extinction... Which we did get to sit, some of us got to sit in on a round table with Ollie Larder. And I mean, I could have sat in, but I didn't want to. You could have pushed, I know. I, I, know. I didn't want to. No, and, we, and, and we'll get some transcriptions of that up later once the blue Sir, screen stops on my computer. Not allowed in here. Yes, they were, they banned <laughs> my equipment. nickel every time Lon's heard that. <laughs> Usually that's on Friday nights, but there we go. Away. This was a Saturday afternoon. I will say Ollie Larder was stunning. She was. And I as and I commented. Oded Ferrara her. She has uh, a great laugh. Was good too. Oded Fair. Oded Fair. Oded Fair both She's very charming. Guys. Both both charming. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've said to everyone that I uh have talked to since that uh I there are two people that say are as good looking in real life as they are on screen. And that's hard to do. And that is hard to do. That really is. I say that with all sincerity. I mean Ali Larder, yeah. beautiful 
Okay, I guess woman can say, you know, she's a beautiful girl, Elizabeth Littling. She's dame, like 34, broad, 35. She's a beautiful gal. broad. She's a gorgeous broad. She's a gorgeous dame. Let nice me tell skin. you. She's got nice skin. She does have nice skin. Beautiful hair. I don't like the face you're wearing when you say that, Rick. You <laughs> 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 like to put the lotion on. And I will say they, that, that little clip they showed for, uh, for Apocalypse or whatever. Extinction. Extinction. I liked it. I, I, it looked interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's not I much, like movies like that. It's you know, I think it's not really a horror film anymore. It's just like a really gross action film. It's fast zombies. It's it's a zombie action adventure, and that's exactly what I want to oh, yeah. see. I saw this week that there's, I think it's CBS is putting together a zombie dramedy pilot. What called dramedy? Babylon Falls. Did you hear that uh, the caveman might be getting a show? The Geico caveman. Oh, oh, <laughs> I shooting will a pilot. so watch that. <laughs> It's amazing. Order up eight episodes of that. Why aren't we I shooting commercials and then getting our, our <laughs> sitcom deal that way? I love it. Uh, yeah. You know, so there are two days of... Remember those Pepto-Bismol commercials from the 70s? They're bringing <laughs> back, them back, back as a series. <laughs> did, you, did you guys, either of you go to Sunday? Anybody? Did they, no. Anybody? No, I had a friend go, but he didn't. He just took his nephew. So. Okay, I mean, that was their big TV day. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's a small thing. I, I always still, I tout... I tout uh, small cons. They're great. Uh, we've got uh, Supercon, I guess, has been confirmed for the first weekend of June, I think. I still don't know if it's in San Jose or Sacramento, uh, but uh, Supercon is happening in June, so it may have had, and that's a, I, what? San Jose, isn't it? Is it San Jose? Has it been confirmed for San Jose? I, Okay, so in San Jose, California, Who put Supercon on. Are, are they related? We we I don't know. Huh. I don't I don't know. That's interesting. We'll find out. In so June. in June, so it's going to be close to Comic Con, though, isn't it? Well, Comic Con's in late July, so there's mm. enough there's enough space. We got Wizard World in two weeks, a week and a half. You know, that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot. You know, Marvel will be there. DC won't be in an official capacity, uh, but some of the creators will be. You know, which is just what happened over at. At like WonderCon, WonderCon. Yeah. Jeff Loeb showed up, big Marvel writer right now, but showed up as a Heroes writer. So he was around, you know, doing that. But he was not. But Marvel itself wasn't officially there. Phil Jimenez came, and Phil Jimenez. It's funny came. how you never see them together. Huh. Phil Jimenez and Jeff Loeb? No, no, the Marvel and DC. Uh, no, yeah, not really, yeah. Maybe because sort of. DC claimed the West Coast. <laughs> DC owned the West Coast. Mm-hmm. It's, there we go. All right, so uh, yeah, that's kind of a wrap up there. Did you want to talk 300? Real I fast? do want to talk 300 because we didn't go to the panel, but Lon Lopez did get to see a screening last night. So Lon, tell us about 300. Now remember, I'm a staunch critic, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of call it like I see it. Sure, just get um, to it. Okay, sorry. Um, visually beautiful, gorgeous movie. Uh, had you read the book before? I had read the comic, so I was a little, but I haven't, I haven't gone back and refreshed on it. Um, however, I get. I mean, I, the crowd seemed way into it. I think it's going to be number one this week. Everybody was. I mean, a big line out front and everything. So the hype is there definitely for it. Um, my only problem with it is, it's it's every other epic war movie we've seen before. It's. I mean, uh, it's essentially Braveheart. It's essentially Lord of the Rings. It's essentially. I mean. Uh, it, it just all the war scenes and everything just felt really kind of like wow I've seen this before. And then, but have you seen it with naked men? Well, technically, in the audience? they weren't naked. Oh, the ones next to me were. Yeah, that was cool. But um, but no, but uh, other all overall, I mean, you know, not a bad movie, but just there were the parts where you just felt like, uh, and there were a couple parts where you really felt like, wow, I'm in like a digitally animated world and you know well yeah. and may I ask it and I hate I almost hate this kind of prognostication question but you know Zack Snyder 
Watchmen. Would well, you be happy here, with here's that? What, the conversation we had last night. Okay, first of all, we, uh, me and my friend Mike Flores, were talking about um, definitely with uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, Zack Snyder's first movie. Mm-hmm. Better character. Three hundred, not as good as Dawn of the Dead, in my opinion. Um, more characterization in Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Second one. Um, Visually can handle it, epic movie, handled kind of some of the smaller moments, which were cool, had some kind of moments like that. So what we definitely said at dinner, though, I would definitely feel confident with him handling Watchmen. I think he's well, good. definitely capable of pulling something. I'm not, by no means am I saying 300 is a bad movie. It's just I feel like I've seen it before, and that's all. You know, okay. That's my that was life. my fear. I didn't, the original story didn't have a lot of character development anyway. Right, sure. And so, and looking at the trailers, as nobody stands out as being. Well, no that's focus. the thing too, and the, and they don't really have time to do a lot of character development. So the character development you get is kind of the cliche war kind of. You know, he's Hard got game. his sidekick. He's got his young guns. He's got you know, and they're all they all kind of do stuff you've already seen a million times just to give them that kind of standout character. Oh, he's the hot shot and. He's the loyal sidekick, and he's the, that way you can tell him apart. You know what I mean? Um, so there's not a whole lot of character development in that way. Um, but you know, overall, it's it's you know it has its. Oh, you can see my review in a couple days on FanboyPlanet.com because I'll be writing that up tonight. But overall, I'd probably give it a three out of a five planets, three and uh, a half maybe, three and a half. All right. Well, and on that note, I'm gonna have to rush off to uh, rehearsal for Hamlet. Yes, and the rock star just walked and in. The rock star just walked in. Look at him wearing a Wolverine shirt. He still likes comics. So uh, I could sign off, or, or you could let Andy take over. But something. Well. I think I'm signing off as okay. well. Okay. So. I think it's a short show tonight. We've got a special treat in a couple of minutes. We do. Excellent, excellent. So I don't need to say the catchphrase because someone else will. Someone else will. All right. Well, this is Derek McCaw, editor of FanboyPlanet.com. If you have any comments or questions, email us at editor at FanboyPlanet.com or go to the message boards. Uh, and so I'm signing off. Who else is signing off? This is Lon Lopez. Have fun. Rick Brett Snyder. Uh, I'm going home for dinner. All righty. And uh, Andy walked in the room. And that's it. So take it away, whoever's saying our catchphrase. Hi, this is Noelle Neal, or better known as Lois Lane from Superman. (laughs) And I just wanted to remind all of you, just remember, use your powers only for good. like to thank the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Like Bluto and Animal House all having different uh, It's Wednesday, March 7th, 2007. This is the fan... Let's try that again. Adam, we're recording over here. Everything. Adam, who said it? Tim, you're new. It's okay. (laughs) I'm sorry, we should have put the red light on. Usually it's just Andy's... Do we get to clap again? Usually it's just Andy's butt. Yeah. Red light. Green light. And in three... It's Wednesday, March 7, 2007, and this is the Fanboy Planet.